Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Four thirty p.m. Ready and Newman PC does conduct Zoom conference calls. Every single day. For those people who are listening to this in the podcast, radio and other media, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any question, please press, uh, please raise your hand. You'll be announced with the name to ask the question. Vandana? Uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, so my question is, uh, actually I'm on H4 visa and uh, like uh, my H4 visa transfer is in progress, but mm-hmm. I have travel plans to India. Uh, mm-hmm. So can I? Is that an extension or is it a transfer? Transfer. Transfer from what visa to H4? H4 to H4. Uh, so that's an extension, you meant to say. Okay. Uh, actually, my H1, my husband is on H1. He, tra- he moved from one company to different company. Yeah, but as of your concern, uh-huh. you're extending the H4. Okay. Okay. Oh, got it. Yeah. Not you were previously in H4 and you filed in H4. So that's an extension. Um, you don't have to know the technical word, um, but it's, there's a lot of difference between change of status and extension of status. Okay. okay? I say extension of status then in that that's case. That's right. That's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Correcting me. Uh, so I have travel plans to India. So can I still go for visa stamping before my visa approval as my spouse H1 is valid till 2024? Absolutely, you can. No problem with it. Now, you know the travel restrictions and other. I don't have to tell you about. You have a child who's born in USA? Yes. Yeah, you can, ma'am. Absolutely no problem with it. Even though your H4 is not approved, Okay. Even though your H4 extension is pending, you can still go to India and get the stamping. Okay. So since the U.S. embassy is closed in India, so I can go to any other country also and get the stamping done, right? In case I have to. Dropbox is Dropbox is open right now. Uh, but the draw, I'm not sure whether I'm applicable to the Dropbox because it's been like, uh, my previous H4 was, uh, uh, in, the stamped one in the passport was ex- uh, expired more than a year, I think. It's the rule right now is four years. Did you got the last stamping in India? Yeah, on 2019. Yeah, so it's less than four years. Oh. You you can still go to India and get the uh, Dropbox though, but it's very tight. The appointments are in rest of the world also, even Mexico and Canada, they are backlogged all the way to about six to seven months. Okay, so you're uh, better off going to India with Dropbox, ma'am. Next person, please. And one, and one more quick question. Sorry for that. So, can I continue working on H four EAD after coming back? When is your EAD expiring? Twenty twenty three. Absolutely, you can. Okay. What happens to the existing H four application? Sorry, this is the last question. This is the last. No, ma'am. Let's let, let to the next person, please, because 
Okay. You said last question before. Next person, please. Two questions for a person, please. Swap. It will, it will, you don't have to care about it. Even if it's approved or not, you don't have to worry about it. Go ahead, Sapnika. Hi, Rahul. Uh, my parents are currently on B2 visa and uh, um, their I-94 expires August 12th, uh, which is like around 15 days from now. And I'm planning on uh, applying for an extension. Uh, is it true that uh, if I apply through online, I need two de- separate applications? And if I apply through mail, is it uh, only one application? You're right. Okay, so how is the filing fee for the mail then? Should, uh, it- I, I would still recommend um, you're going to save a little bit money and fi- in uh, filing manually though. But there are so many people who don't file it properly and they mess it up. If I were you, I would spend that extra 350 or 375 dollars and not mess it up, ma'am. Okay. Uh, one other question. So if I extend their visa for the next six months, I mean, I need for the next six months. And if they plan on coming back to US after six months, is it okay or does they, will they have any issues uh, coming back? I mean, what, staying what, in what, you, what you need to understand is the visiting visa in United States is to visit United States, not to stay in United States and visit, not to stay in United States and visit India. The way that you are programming that you're, uh, the way you're programming your parents looks to be that they're visiting India, not USA. Mm-hmm. Did you see my point? So they may be, they may be put in deportation proceedings if they see the pattern like that. So if you're applying for an extension, they're trying to come back within short period of time, they may have a hard time. You better be careful. Thank you. One last question. So if I, if, uh, I mean, I'm planning to apply through online, but if I apply by mail or does all the, uh, mail I would applications... not like to, I would not, you're going to risk yourself, ma'am. I do not recommend to apply in mail. That's all I can okay. tell you. Next person, okay. please. Sounds good. Thank you. Murli? Murli? Yes. Uh, yes. I have my previous uh, I-130 approved on Saturday, 2014 June with my previous company. Uh, my current company uh, approved, sorry, uh, uh, applied the form on EB2, uh, which got approved on last week. But my company, uh, no, no, no. What is the priority date you said? Uh, 2014 June. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I got laid off my company, so I changed okay. it to the company. Makes sense. Uh, company okay. B. So you have company. the perm. You have the perm approval with the current company, okay? Yeah, last week it got approved. So I am planning to apply my own premium. Uh, but my question is, when can I downgrade to EB3 after uh, after approval of this? Uh, no, you EB3? can you can directly file an EB3 right now. Oh, I can. Okay, I don't need to apply. Because my company, Atami, is saying that not the Atami. They have the back office. They are saying that. I can't apply because it's applied in uh, the term applied in EB2. So he no, said that, uh, no, no, that is not true. That is not true. You can apply it right now in EB3. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And then if I were you, I would prepare my 4 application and make it ready too. Yeah, fine. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll ask you. Thanks for saying Yeah. Thank you. Karthik? Yes, uh, hey Rahul. Um, 
I've applied uh, for EB2 NIW in the I-485 when October 2020 bulletin came. I mean, in October 2020, and my priority is current. So well, I received my EAD. What is, your, what is your priority date? Uh, November 2010. Okay. And I, I received my EAD card, but I also received a NOI, the Notice of Intent to Deny, because they're asking my supplemental J and I-693 form. Now, I've read a bunch of online cases, and even the instruction sheet says, if I'm doing NIW, supplement J. Uh, no, no, no. They're, they're, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. But NOID could have been issued for uh, nothing wrong for medical, too. It's a time for you to celebrate, okay? Well, I've read online so many cases wherein they say you get an RFE and then RFEI and then denial if you don't send supplement J, even if it's NIW case. So my attorney is confused what to do. No, 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 no. Your attorney should not be confused. They should point out. Sorry. Your attorney should not be confused. They should cite. See, sometimes in immigration, you know, they do a lot of different things. Okay. All of a sudden they see EB2, EB3. They do EBC, EB2, and you are still a EB2 guy, right? You're not an EB3 guy. So all of a sudden they see EB2 and they, they don't read the rest of it. No 485J supplement. I'm going to deny this application. Okay. Okay. So right now I would respond saying that, look, buddy, you don't need 485J supplement. But at the same time, I would tell them I am still working in the same field as what I was supposed to am I 140. I will have you write an affidavit. And put it out there. Okay. And then send it out to them and cite them their own USCIS website, print it out, do not read, put it in highlight when you make a copy or scan, it doesn't come. So yeah. we mark it. Yeah. I, I used that when I submitted the 485, but I didn't ah, type that, the affidavit. But they still uh, ignored it. So my attorney is telling, don't worry. But I've read online cases of denial because of not sub- submitting Supplement J. So I'm thinking, okay, like I, my manager is ready to give. So I can just send Supplement J. But attorney is telling, now when you do Supplement J, you're confusing it. And then it may go back to employment category, something like that. I'm not going to do Supplement J because this, they asked for it. Okay. I will write an, make you write an affidavit. When you say affidavit, in my, I write it saying I am employed so and so and working in national interest. Yeah, that's right. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Rahul. Next person. You, I mean, Next. don't challenge annoyed though, because for uh, medical also, they can issue annoyed. Nothing wrong with it. Okay, all right. Thank you. Venkat? Uh, sir Rahul, uh, this is Venkat. So, Venkata, I'm we are getting cut off. And I'm moving from, so, uh, I'm moving from company A to B. So, um, what will be the validity if I move to company B? My H1. I can't hear you, Venkata. Expiring in December. I can't, I can't hear you, Venkata. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving from company A to B. And okay. I'm currently on H1. And uh, my H1 is expiring in December. So I want to know what will be the I-94 validity if I move to company B. When is your six years expiring? Oh, no. I, I already have I-140 approved in the, in 2016. So when you get the extension with the new company, you're eligible for up to three years of H1. Okay. So, so regardless if it is expiring in December 
uh, if they if they file uh, in November, I will get three years. That's said? right. Okay. So, uh, uh, just a follow-up question. So, uh, currently they are using this recruitment process. Can they use this one to uh, refile my perm? Wait, 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 wait. You said you have an I-140 approval. That's with a different company. Yes, but I'm moving to company. Okay, when, when was your I-140 so, approved with the previous company? Uh, it was in 2016. Okay, I got the point. Yeah, you'll get th- for three years. Okay, they're doing recruitment process. Go ahead. Uh, Yes, so 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 they are doing the recruitment process. So can they so to refile my perm and then you know transfer the perm to EB two to them? So can they use this current recruitment process to file the perm? Which recruitment process? The current company? The the the, the current company is, is so com- is is doing the recruitment process. So which, through which I am getting selected. So can they use this recruitment process to to file the perm? So because you have to advertise, right? Yeah, the way the world recruits mm-hmm. is different than that of the way Department of Labor wants the recruitment process to be done. There must okay. be a prevailing wage done. That's done differently. It takes four months. They want people to advertise in the local newspaper. God damn hell, who advertises in the paper anymore now? Do you Got see it. any IT companies advertising in the newspaper? All, no. all, it's all only immigration lawyers doing it. Um, so if you're going to tell me that your company has advertised in the newspaper, that probably is for the perm application. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Got it. Okay. They, they may have to do the entire thing again. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next person, please. Harita. Hey, hi, Rahul. Um, I have a question. So currently I'm in India and I got the NIA approval to travel from India. So as per the CDC regulation, uh, actually uh, along with uh, India, there's like Germany and France in the travel ban category as well. So with my NIA, can I still go in transit to Paris or France? Mm, that's a tough question though. Uh, <laughs> I really don't have an answer for it though. I really don't have an answer. My wife, when she traveled recently to India, she told me that come over. She's also coming from, but she's US citizen. Okay. No, I would avoid them, ma'am. Okay. Hello. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and how was your NIA process went through, ma'am? Uh, well, I did request uh, for the Hyderabad, so I just uh, showed out an email and I got the approval within like four days because my passport was already with them for like 12, 30 days. So I think that's the reason I got the approval passed. You were issued a 221G? What's the reason why passport was with them? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was issued a 221G. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. So I would, I would avoid uh, because I know that my wife is a U.S. citizen. She's coming through Frankfurt. That's okay. But you are mm-hmm. not a U.S. citizen. Right. You are being issued a NIE, but I still will avoid though coming through Germany though, or or, or any of the countries that are in the ban. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Well, thank you so much, Rahul. Thank you. Next person, please. Sharif Mohammed. 
Hey, hi, Rahul. This is Sharif. Uh, my I-797 has been approved uh, on December 18, 2020, but uh, the approval received did not get delivered to the employer. And USCIS has told me to apply for I-824 form. Uh, I mm-hmm. have applied I-824 on uh, Feb 19, 2021. And from then till now, it is still in process or case received status. Um, now, there are two things which I wanted to ask. First is that how long will the grace period be after the approval? And second, how long will... Uh, uh, I um, who's, who's your employer though? Capgemini. So they're not willing to employ you if the approval doesn't come in hand? So uh, to verify I-9, uh, they, they are... So answer to the but... question. So do they have a problem with I... They are telling they have a problem with I-9? Or they're okay to employ? They are okay to employ, but uh, I just want to know the process of I-9 verification. Like, you know, let I have them, nine months them. of... Let them have the I-9 problem, okay? I-9 is not employee's problem. It's an employer's problem, okay? Okay. okay. If they are employing you, though, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be worried very much. You got okay. it? Yeah. Now, but then... if you if you want a shortcut of this one, I will tell you a shortcut. Mm-hmm. File a H-1B mm-hmm. amendment, get the H-1B amendment approved. Oh, Or again. file an amendment, and that will be good enough for you as a proof to work. Okay. And that will not be linked to any of the IA24 forms which uh, Capgemini has applied already. No, that's fine. The IA24 will take two years. What's the purpose of yeah. filing IA24? The reason uh, for IA, filing IA24 was that um, because of the duplicate notice. But unfortunately... Two, two years, come on. Yeah. So if you want shortcut to file an amendment, that will solve the problem. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Rohit. Okay. That's what we do with people if they want to, you know, get it. Just go get the I-2, uh, sorry, file an amendment, even if it's not required. We'll say your salary has increased by $5 a year <coughs> or decreased by $5 a year. Next person, please. It's not required to file an amendment, but we do. Rayant? Um, so, uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, can we use a G- a GCAD to renew our driving license? Does it consider as a married? No, no, it's not considered as married. Okay, thank you. Uh, Raman? Next. Raman? Raj? Hey Rahul, uh, thanks for taking my question. Uh, right now I am on H1B uh, with EB2 I-140. working in California product-based company as a full-time employee. Uh, my company is kind of going work from home completely from here after. And is that okay if I move to Texas and uh, work from home from there permanently uh, no. so that I can save some taxes and all? You have to file a H-1B amendment for it. Okay, so I need to change my work, work location and uh, uh, do it. That's right. Unfortunately, that's the only way to do it. Okay, thank you. Everybody wants to move to Texas, buddy. And everybody <laughs> wants to move to Dallas. <laughs> Nobody wants to come to Houston for, for us. Next person, please. Georges? Here, well, similar question here. Um, say employer operates in Chicago. Say um, potential worker lives in Detroit. Say employer doesn't have any operations in Detroit, any staff, any nothing. Um, can a remote work type of arrangement work from an H-1B perspective? Absolutely, they can. 
Even if they don't have any operations, you can give your apartment number or house number to them. That's fine. But the only thing is that the H-1B should have the Detroit address. The, the Detroit address where the employee lives. That's right. Okay. And is it the same answer from a green card perspective? Like a L or whatever it's called? Is your company, is your company a consulting company? No. It's a very tricky question when it comes to the green card though. Here, there are most of the law firms and big companies like, uh, you know, big top five US S&P companies like Apple, Google, Microsoft, and, and so on and so forth though. They say that your job is, your permanent job is in Chicago. Okay. And that eventually you may have to move to Chicago is their contention. And these law firms, what they do is that they make you sign a document saying that you have to move to once you get the green card. Now, having said that, what will happen if you don't move? Okay. What will happen to your green card application? What will happen after you get the green card? What will happen after you get the citizenship if they, if you don't move? even though you signed a document saying that you're going to move eventually. Nothing will happen. You will still get the green card. You're still entitled to get the green card. You're still entitled to keep the green card. Your citizenship will not be a problem. This is how most of the big law firms and good law firms do. Now, there are some crooked law firms that they just want to extract money and say, well, we filed from Chicago. Now we need to file from Detroit. You don't have an operation from there. We are not going to file it, which is, not true, but there are some law firms that do that. Okay, makes sense. So you have to check with the company and then you must be, remember that some of the big law firms, uh, nice, nice big law firms though, even though we don't though, but these are nice big law firms, make you sign a document. You got it? Yep. And if I, if I'm advising and they come to my advice and I tell them, just sign it, buddy, you're good. That's what I tell them. And then as long as we sign the document, it should be fine, right? Like they can file from, and, and then That's as long right. as, well, what if I lose right. the job? Actually, after, or, or whatever, uh, right? What if I, if you, if you lose the job, you know, it's a totally different question. So you can't continue with a green card if you lose the job. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. But in Next theory, question. it's feasible. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. ERG? Hey Rahul, this is Arjun. Uh, quick question. Uh, this is for my uncle. Like he got his green card in 2016 through EB1A category, international mm-hmm. scholar. So at mm-hmm. the time he was still working as a professor in Malaysia and also in the Penn, Penn State, Pennsylvania State. Mm-hmm. So he got his green card, uh, but since he is active uh, in Malaysia, so he, he went back to Malaysia and stayed there for 11 months after just receiving the green card. And he came back to U.S. and uh, worked here for three years for different universities and again went back to India for six months. But unfortunately, he got struck there for nine months. So actually, if you see now, he, okay. he touched, is it six months or nine months is out of the country? Nine months out of the first is 11 months when he got his green card. And again, now nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he have a, uh, um, a business over here where he does the tax filing, uh, a consulting firm. So he have an active business being done all these years with his. Get to the w- point. W- get to the point. Question: What do you want to ask? So, question is like, can we file like he since he touched the close to four four and a half years? Can he file the citizenship or those out of country does count here, and minimum? Uh, here is uh, 
there are some strict rules there are mm-hmm. a little bit rules okay mm-hmm. i'm going to slap him two times he had he has to escape mm-hmm. he must not have been outside the country for more than one year okay he escaped he escaped mm-hmm. yes okay mm-hmm. he survived yeah he on an aggregate he must be in the country for more than two and a half years okay he did he escaped that too so he's fine now he's alive still now the third okay. question that pops up is mm-hmm. now the third question that pops up is that there are some things which are not slaps kind of they're not slaps okay mm-hmm. they're just a kind of uh, uh-uh, like this they're mm-hmm. not slap like this mm-hmm. is that he must not have been outside the country for more than 6 months it's not a strict rule though if it mm-hmm. is then he mm-hmm. need to come up with all evidence though okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh then he also need to be residing in a particular location from past 3 months there are two things so once he comes into the country yeah he mm-hmm. can definitely file it but i always recommend that he go with a lawyer whenever mm-hmm. there is more than 6 months i recommend people going with a lawyer okay okay and also try to stay like he just came now last week so try to stay like few more months and get settled down in a place and then hire a lawyer he still is only 4 4 years and 6 months right now is right is that what you said uh, yeah close to yeah four years like close to four years six months uh with yeah uh, anyway he has to anyway he has to wait for three months is right because it's yeah. four years and nine months and ten days before mm-hmm. he can file an application so yeah let him wait for three hundred three months and ten days mm-hmm. uh, and then hire tell a him to go, yeah have a local lawyer file it you don't oh, have to thanks. come to us we are a little bit too expensive for this it's a simple <laughs> matter though okay and then yeah okay. you're right he needs mm-hmm. to provide the doc- he needs to keep ready with all the documentation you discussed has he filed income tax returns for the past 5 years has he maintained residence mm-hmm. for all the 5 years um all those things he can document it and take it and go through a lawyer though okay. and you can go to any spanish lawyers so they are very good to in these things okay yeah thank you sir next person please hi rahul uh, hi rahul this is vinit thanks for your time Uh, my question is regards to B2 visiting visa for my parents. So they were here last year uh, during COVID time. So they came in January, but I extended their stay in June uh, until December. But they left before they extended uh, the, the request that I made until December. Then they left in November itself. But uh, we got the biometrics appointment now in June, and and we missed the biometrics appointment, and I did not file for their withdrawal. um so what needs to be done right now can i still go ahead and file the withdrawal i mean uh, send the withdrawal yeah okay send a withdrawal have your okay. dad and mom's sign the withdrawal though, not you okay sign the withdrawal yeah okay and any Because... any yeah go ahead that's it okay anything in specific i need to mention about no i'm by, by this letter i'm withdrawing this uh, uh, b2 extension because i could not attend the biometrics okay thank you next person please mohit yeah hi rahul uh, so thanks for taking the call so i am working with the indian indian multinational so i have i140 approved eb2 in october 2018 right today wife is working on h4 ed so she is getting opportunity to file uh, uh, basically that gc so is eb3 a good option based upon the current situation or should we go for eb2 only um If you go for EB2, you have an option of EB2 and EB3 though. If you go for EB, if you go for, um, if you go for EB3, you only have EB3. You don't have EB2 option. 
Um, based on what you're telling, your company is not going to downgrade your application, I guess. So I've not checked. I work for uh, TCS, so I'm not. I've not checked. They don't. They don't they downgrade. Don't. They don't yeah. downgrade. They don't downgrade. Uh, so yeah, you know, since you have one boat in EB2, if your wife is filing, I'll keep her leg in EB3 boat. Yeah, and uh, yes, yes. Even I was thinking. And one more question. So suppose uh, we go out of. We are both our local. Uh, Hired here. So go out of US for one year and try for EB1C. Okay. That then EB1C is, is. E, it's not easy though. Before you do it, I want to go. One is TCS is very bad in EB1C. Um, there are some companies, small companies that are better. No matter what you tell me, what, whatever position you are in, people tell me I am damn, 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 damn in, in whatever company. They tell you to go to this. They will honor all those things. When you come back, they will not do EB1C. I'm checking for both, for my wife company also and me also. So any option, basically checking for H1B and H4EAD rather than L1A. So oh, you're in L1A right now? No, no. So I know EB1C is oh, more okay. back to L1A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, you can always come back on H1B at any point of in your life, either with the current company or with any company. So if you go there, you get stuck there, you can always come back on H1B. You can always put the date of your I-140 to any different company. If that's what you, if the things don't of work course. in EBC, you have this backup plan. The question is basically how easy it is to get the approvals on H1B for EB1C. Or is it tough? H- H1B is easy for you. EB1C, no, no, EB1C approvals, EB1C approvals based upon. Uh, uh, just because you come on H1B, it's not going to be that detrimental factor though. It does help a little bit better if you come on L1A as compared to H1B though. Um, but it's not going to be like a shooting thing like, okay, you're going to be dead. You're never going to get the approval. I would rate it that if you come on L1A, you have an extra 10% chance. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Rohan. I'll take the next two callers, guys. It's about five o'clock. I'll take the next two callers. Rohan. Uh, thank you, Rahul, for taking my call. Uh, uh, I have downgraded my EB3, EB2 to EB3 in October, and um, I received an RFE. The RFE says uh, in the 9089 application, I mentioned my college name, but my transcripts are there from my, my university, and they're asking uh, to prove how are you, how these institutions are, are the institutions are same or otherwise is it affiliated kind of thing. So what kind of documents we can share with uh, USCS to prove that uh, my college and university are affiliated kind of thing. So let's say, for example, for example, I am from VR Law College and it's with SV University. Yep. So what you're telling is that your uh, mark sheet is one place, your degree is from Another place. Is that what they're telling? Yeah. I normally would like to get a letter from the university professor and also a college lecturer. Say, I will get a letter from them saying that, hey, these are the same. This is how it works out in India. You can also have, there are some education evaluators uh-huh. here in United States, like assistant professors that work for education evaluation agency, they can give an expert opinion on that too. 
Now, it's, it, it, where is this? This is an I-140 RFE, is a 485 RFE, what RFE is this? I-140 downgrade RFE, EB2 to okay. EB3. Um, it is a very simple RFE, but my theory is, um, for a, with a small snake, I still want to use a big stick though. Yep. Get a letter from the university professor, get a letter from the college lecturer, uh, get an expert letter here from, uh, United States. Uh, normally you can get a letter from, uh, you know, a lawyer like me also can give it, but I, I don't have that much time. You'll get much cheaper version if you, because I'm a lawyer in India and here too, but you'll get a much cheaper version and a better respectable version. If you go to the edu- educational evaluators people and have okay. them write an expert opinion letter explaining okay. how do things work out. Okay. You can contact okay. any expert evaluator. They will be able to, uh, you already have a education evaluation done. So you can go to, if you want morning, morning side evaluation, you can go and speak with them. Got it. But while filing perm, normally we do the education evaluation, right? Those that's documents. different. Uh, that's different. That's a, well, not perming. Perm, you never show any education documents to them. Oh. You don't. Okay. It's only at the I-140 level. Perm is online. Got it. My another question, uh, Rahul, is uh, I got my biometric appointment uh, for my uh, uh, EB3, EB2 to EB3 downgrade, but only I received only for me, but not for my dependent. Should do I raise the service request with USCIS, but I'm not getting any response. Do you suggest take her with you? Take her with you. Take her with them with us and then try. Yeah. Okay. Make sure you take the 482 receipt notice with you. Next person, please. And this will be the last person, guys. Shri? And so many different kinds of questions. I'm getting more educated with you guys. Hi. Hi, Rahul. Yes, Shri. Uh, Shrikanth here. Uh, so my question was similar to what the previous caller asked. My, uh, But I got EAD, but my wife did not get EB2 to EB3 downgrade October. Uh, so my wife did not get me raised the service request. Nothing is happening. But I got it like two, three weeks ago. So... What's it like? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You raise a service request and nothing can be done. Okay. So uh, one last question is what happens when the, my priority date is July 2014. What happens when the actual priority date becomes current? Right now I'm done with fingerprinting, EAD, uh, everything. So say in October, July 2014, EB3 becomes current. What action should I do? I mean, I'm done with. So got you, there is nothing, no, no action you can do. With regards to your wife's EAD, you can contact the congressman if you want to. Okay. But okay. with regards to if the priority date becomes current, you can't raise a service request. You can't contact the congressman. You know why? Because they'll typically tell, it's 50 months. The processing time is look online dummy. That's what they're going to say. No, uh, and there's nothing. Will I be documentarily qualified? What does documentarily qualified mean? That word is misinterpreted. By people though. Remember, um, the State Department is from Mars and the USCIS is from Venus. They don't speak with each other. Okay. What he is speaking about documentally qualified is his department. Not the, okay. he said that documentary qualified means you have the medicals, biometrics done and officer reviews the file and mm-hmm. presses a button. Mm-hmm. The officer reviews, he doesn't press the button. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen. In the reality world, documentary qualified and, and the number will be reserved on the same day itself. Okay. What they do is that they make a sit, they go to a different room, press a couple of buttons, boom, 
They pull the visa number and they give it to us. Remember, okay. he told that a blocks will be allocated. They have to pull it from that block. Okay. So when they pull it from the block, they won't wait. They'll approve it. Yeah. When it picks, gets picked up is just pure lottery, right? That depends on your office. Or the field office, where it goes. The, it could be, it, 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 it could be field office. It could be also your officer in, in service center. They can also adjudicate your application. Most of them are adjudicating without going to field office right now. Okay. Directly. So yeah. no, no action required from my side for now. No action is required. No action can be done by you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all I have. Okay. Thank you. Thank you guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 1130. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.